Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gelman Report. After a long summer break, I'm finally back and I'm back right in time for the start of fantasy football season. There are around two or three weeks till the NFL season starts, so I'm going to be giving out a lot of advice, getting you ready for your drafts, and then even after the season starts, I'm going to be giving even more advice on how to succeed during the season. Um, So today's episode is going to be our first fantasy football episode of the year, and that is going to be about three fantasy football sleepers. Sleeper is a player that um, is not getting a lot of attention in draft boards and a lot of you know fantasy attention um, talking about how they're, if they're going to succeed or not. Um, so I'm going to be talking about three of those players who are not getting talked about a lot, but I think are going to have big, big years um, in this fantasy football season. So to start off, we're going to start off with a wide receiver, and that wide receiver is Corey Davis, wide receiver for the New York Jets. So in this past offseason, Corey Davis uh, signed a three-year, $37.5 million deal after having a career year with the Tennessee Titans. Um, This past season, he had a career high in receptions, yards, and touchdowns um, with the Tennessee Titans, having a great year alongside Ryan Tannehill. Um, But in this year, even after having a great season last year, having a great, you know, real NFL season and having a good um, fantasy season, he is still being, you know, I believe, uh, undervalued. His ADP, his average draft position this year in fantasy football leagues is 116th while being the 48th wide receiver drafted in leagues. Uh, So last year, he finished as a top 30 wide receiver um, and I think that is, you know, top 30 is not that impressive you know, of course, you want you would love to have him finish as the you know a top ten receiver, but you know I think you have to put some things into context. He finished as a top thirty wide receiver while being part of a run heavy offense. The Titans were number one in running the ball last year, obviously because they have a top five running back in the league in Derrick Henry. So first of all, he was part of a run heavy offense, so there's going to be less touches to go around. And when they did throw the ball, he had to share the ball with, you know, a great wide receiver in A.J. Brown. He had to share the ball with, um, an, I think, an underrated tight end in Jonu Smith with Adam Humphreys. And, you know, you know, Derrick Henry had 20 receptions last year, which is not a lot, but that's a volume. So he was not on a team that he, obviously he was not the first option or the second option, really, in the offense, really more the third option, um, even with, you know, not having that volume with all those receptions, um, and only having 65 receptions, he still finished as a top 30 wide receiver. Um, But I think this year, it's going to be way different, as he is part of a of a Jets offense that I think is actually going to be pretty solid. And he is not just part of a solid offense, but he's going to be the number one wide receiver on that team. Um, I think that this team, um, like I said, I think they're going to have a solid offense. I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. I don't think their defense is very good. Um, And so because of that, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And I really do like Zach Wilson. So I think with all the volume that Corey Davis is going to have, he's going to have a really successful season. Um, And, you know, the Jets did draft Elijah Moore. Uh, wide receiver out of Ole Miss this year, but he is not 100% healthy. He's had a quad injury um, in training camp, 
So I think that allows for even more targets and volume to go to to go to Corey Davis. Um, and I think that not only will he get a lot of volume, he'll get you know good targets. I think that Zach Wilson um, in training camp and in these two preseason games that I've seen, I think he's been playing very well. Um, yeah, actually, he in in both preseason games, he has a combined quarterback rating of 137.7 to be exact, um, which is really great for a rookie quarterback in his first two, I guess you could say, NFL experiences. Um, and not only has Zach Wilson been playing, he's been sharing the ball um, well, specifically with Corey Davis. Against the Green Bay Packers in the preseason, Davis had six targets, which is you know great volume for fantasy. Six targets, four receptions for 70 yards. He didn't even play the full game. All of that came from Zach Wilson, um, and along with that, Wilson threw for TD. So everything is pointing to Corey Davis being the number one wide receiver, and everything is pointing and everything's, it's looking like Zach Wilson is going to work out in New York, and they have the quarterback for the future. So with a combination of all that, I think Corey Davis is going to have a great, great year. Um, and so I think this year, Corey Davis has top 25 upside. I think he could finish inside the top 25 wide receivers. And I think for how low his ADP is going, you know, going average, averaging um, in the ninth round, I think that's a steal to get a, a high-tier wide receiver three, um, and a low tier wide receiver too. I think that is phenomenal value for a player who I th- who I think is going to break out this year in a new role. So I think if you're able to get Corey Davis on the low, you should 100% get that. Um, moving on to our second sleeper of the episode, and that is a running back for the Indianapolis Colts, and that is Naheem Hines. So before I start talking, you know, specifically about his fantasy impact, I want to talk about a stat that I I found out recently that only five running backs have totaled 40 plus receptions in the past three seasons. Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, James White, and the last one is Naeem Hines. So start off that Naeem Hines is a bit of an outlier in there because this group of running backs of is filled with, you know, a-list elite running backs, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, some of the best running backs in the league, and James White. We all know James White is a great pass uh, pass catcher, you know, as a as a running back. But Naeem Hines is kind of the outlier here as a player who doesn't get a lot of love, you know, in fantasy, and also doesn't get a lot of love just you know in football in general. So I think that this stat shows how undervalued he he is in real life, but also, you know, forty plus receptions is you know really valuable for fantasy. So that's something just to look at, um, you know, as we get ready for drafting this year. Um, so Hines has an ADP of 130, while being the 46 running back taken off the board. I do, got when I saw that stat, it was was unbelievable, especially when you look at the rankings. You know, the consensus the consensus rankings um, of the running backs. He's 46, which you know is extremely low. But then you see the players that are getting drafted higher than him. You know, especially in a fuller half PPR, um, you have players like like Philip Lindsay getting drafted over him, um, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, um, and you know Leonard Fournette. All those players, you know, they've had their time in fantasy, but specifically the those Bills running backs, I do not trust either of them. Um, in the preseason, it looks like it's going to be a committee. Neither of them, I think, are very good runners. Averaging a very low, you know, yards per carry. Leonard Fernandez is in a huge, huge, what's it called, um, 
committee with Giannavi Bernard being signed. And Philip Lindsay also. There's so many running backs on that Texans team. You know, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, another committee. All these players that are part of committees and don't have a solid role are being drafted over Naeem Hines. And so I, and it doesn't, so when I say all these player, all these players are being drafted earlier and they're in committees, but then you say, wait, Ellie, all of those, those players are in committees, but so is Naeem Hines. So I understand how Naeem Hines might not look appealing because of the crowded backfield, you know, with him, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack. But I think that the difference between Naeem Hines and, you know, for example, Leonard Fournette is that I, Naeem Hines has a consistent role every single Sunday, every single game day, while Leonard Fournette, as we saw last season, sometimes doesn't even get a single, a single snap. Um, and, you know, along with that, this crowded backfield, I think, is not as, you know, I don't, what I'm trying to say is that everyone's expecting, you know, Jonathan Taylor and Mike to do all the work, but I think that's not going to be the case because, first of all, Mac is coming off an Achilles tear, which is one of the worst injuries in all of sports. And so I don't think he's going to be 100% to start the season. And, you know, as the season wears, as the season goes on, he might, his Achilles, you know, and injuries happen. So I don't know if he's going to be 100% all year. So that's that's first of all with Marlon Mack. And then moving on to Jonathan Taylor, he is getting all the hype in training camp and in the preseason, in the offseason, um, you know, especially in fantasy being, you know, first round picks and, and sometimes, you know, going latest in the third round. But I'd, I think that he is not going to be that workhorse back that we expect him to because, you know, he's going to be getting the first, second, you know, first and second downs. But when it's time for third down and you need to run the ball or and you need to pass the ball, you know, last season we saw with even with all the success that Jonathan Taylor was having, they would continuously take out him they continuously take out Taylor on third downs and put in Hines. I saw this firsthand. I watched most of the Colts games uh, because I obviously had Jonathan Taylor on my fantasy team and it was extremely frustrating when he'd be taken out on those third downs and Hines would be put in for those passing situations. So that's when I say that he has a consistent role. Um, that's when I say that he has a consistent role, Hines is that pass catcher that it, for the Colts, and I think he's going to continue to be that this year. Um, and obviously, that I've been talking about this entire time with Naeem Hines. He has the receptions, 40-plus receptions, three years. He's the third down back, you know, etc. But not only is he a great pass catcher and he gives you that volume, he gives you some um, rushing potential. Last year, he had 89 carries uh, for 380 yards and three TDs. Um, and average 4.3 yards per carry. So that's pretty solid. Not a lot of rushing volume, but a solid amount that he's going to give you amazing, amazing passing, especially amazing passing points, especially in PPR. And he's going to give you a little rushing. So I think Hines has incredible upside. And I think if you're able to get him in one of the last picks, one of the last rounds in your draft, you're giving up, you know, a really not valuable pick. Um, for a potential, not star, but for a potential one, you know, handcuff for Mac and Jonathan Taylor, but also just a player that on a bye week or um, if your players are injured or if you're in a deep league and you need a flex, you can you can draft him and you'll get five receptions that, that game for 50 yards and maybe even a touchdown. So I think that he has a lot of upside and a lot of potential to be great this year. Now, moving on to our last player, and that is a quarterback, and that is rookie quarterback Trey Lance. 
of the 49ers. Uh, so this past NFL draft, the 49ers, they traded up to the third pick and took QB Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Um, so I think that, uh, not I think, everyone was saying, everyone um, was saying that this move was an obvious indication that the Niners are going to be moving off Jimmy G. Um, but, you know, we all still expected Jimmy G to be the starter. But I think that the Trey Lance takeover, you could say, is going to be happening sooner uh, than we thought it was. Um, and I think that has to do with his great play in training camp and in the preseason. So in, in the first preseason game, he was 5 for 14 uh, for 128 yards and one touchdown. So that's solid. 5 for 14 is not, not so great. We want to see those numbers up. But 128 yards and a touchdown with no turnovers is very, very solid. But in his second game, he was 8 for 14, completed you know three more passes. The completion rate went up for 102 yards. And two touchdowns with one interception. That interception was tipped off the receiver's hands. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But that second game was really, really exciting. And especially if you watched the game or even if you saw the highlights, Lance, right before halftime, he drove the 49ers down the field 70 yards in only 40 seconds um, to score a touchdown right before halftime um, and, you know, cut, cut into that lead. Um, and so, you know, that just showed poise and maturity. Uh, and so I think that's what the Niners are looking for in Trey Lance uh, this coming season. Um, and, you know, that performance was amazing. And it was even better. It was much better than Jimmy Garoppolo's performance in the second game, which was three for six for 15 yards and an interception. Again, interception was tipped, but it was a, a ball that kind of sailed over the receiver, kind of had to reach for it. Um, so I give him some benefit of the doubt, but not such a great throw. So, you know, it looks like that Jimmy G, had, Colin Coward, I, I saw, it says Jimmy G lost his confidence. That definitely could be why he hasn't been playing so well. Trey Lance seems to have all the confidence in the world. It seems the coaching staff is confident in him. And I think that Trey Lance sooner or later is going to be the, the starter for this team. They haven't even named a starter yet. Uh, so, you know, he could be the starter week one. I don't think he's going to be, but at the end of the season, he is going to be the starter. Um, and again, his value in fantasy, he's extremely undervalued. He's going to be one of the last quarterbacks drafted. <clears throat> he's going to be one of the last quarterbacks drafted in your draft if he's drafted at all. Um, so you might as well try to pick him and snag him at the end of the draft. Um, so, you know, I think he's similar to Jalen Hurts, that, that last year because he has the amazing rushing upside that we've seen in college and that we've seen um, in the preseason and that they've been talking about um, at training camp. But but better than Jalen Hurts last year, Jalen Hurts didn't have a lot of weapons, worst wide receiver core in the league. This year, uh, I mean, with Trey Lance, this uh, this year has much better weapons around him. He has George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the league. Ayuk, who's going to have a breakout year and is a fantasy another fantasy sleeper. Debo Samuel, who we know how dangerous he is when he gets the ball in his hands. Moser, one of the fastest running backs in the league. And they drafted Trey Sermon, who I think is also another fantasy sleeper who's going to have a great year. So he's going to have a lot of weapons around him. He has the rushing upside. He's going to be able to score points throwing the ball. Um, I think he's accurate. I think he's going to get more accurate as the season goes on. So he has everything perfect from perfect situation, perfect coaching staff, perfect offensive weapons around him. So I'm begging you to draft Trey Lance in one of the last picks of your draft. So you're going to be able to 
get a potential league winner and one, um, I think, well, potentially one of the best fantasy quarterbacks this year. And yeah, that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure that you guys are um, subscribed on Spotify and on Apple Music and on YouTube. We're going to be coming out with a lot of fantasy videos um, in these coming weeks to get you ready for your draft and for the, and for the season. So make sure you uh, follow along on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and goodbye.